Hey, welcome to the Fusion ATL podcast. This is Pastor Vance. If you're not familiar with Fusion, we are the young adult ministry for Victory World Church in Norcross, Georgia. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fusion ATL. I hope you enjoy this message and we look forward to seeing you soon. Good to see you. Good word. 2020, we're getting started off real smooth. How is your, there we go, all right, 2020. Y'all didn't sound excited about 2020. You were thinking about my mic. It's 2020. Is anybody excited to be in a new year? Is anybody excited to be in a new decade? Does anybody have some plans to do some new things? Experience some new things? Is anybody about to be a new person? New year, new me? Is anybody, is anybody New Year, New Me? You don't, you don't say it, you just do it, right? That's okay. That's okay. I know it's going on in your head. I'm going to let you get it all out here so you don't have to put it on Facebook. You don't have to put it on your IG story. You don't have to make a video. Everybody say New Year, New, new, year. Me. new me. There we go. Now you got it out. Now you've said it. All right? But I hope that's the truth because we are supposed to be continually growing. And if you're walking with Jesus, has anybody experienced transformation walking with Jesus? Y'all don't sound too excited about that. Has anybody actually experienced transformation walking with Jesus? Is that a yes? Okay. If you haven't, that's okay. That's not okay. It means you haven't been walking with Jesus. And that's okay for now because that's going to change tonight. But... If you've been walking with Jesus, there's a transformation that you should be experiencing. And it really should be new year, new you, because you know God is always moving forward. God is always doing something new. Do you think that God has the same plans for you that he had last year? Y'all aren't too talkative right now. Are y'all still asleep? Y'all still got Christmas dinner in you? Do you believe that God has the same plan for you this year that he had last year? Do you believe you're going to go through the same stuff this year that you went through last year? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you feel like you learned some lessons last year that have equipped you for this year? Okay. So are you ready to step into some new territory? A next step in your journey? Yeah, we got to. Be excited about these things. We are alive. Is anybody excited to be alive? That is a blessing. We have the opportunity to just grow and get to know God, get to know each other. This is a beautiful experience. Is anybody genuinely happy to be alive? Okay. We have to shake some of that stuff off. Everybody just go like this. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, y'all too cool. See, new year needs to be a new you. The you who wouldn't shrug your shoulders should be in 2019. Because if somebody's ready for something new, you should be willing to do what it takes, even if that's loosening yourself up to hear what God wants to say to you today. Amen? Okay. Well, for me personally, I'm looking forward to some new things for 2020. Has anybody heard people talk about 2020 and use the term 2020 vision? Yes. Everybody's heard that, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> However, I think there's something to it. And the crazy thing is, 
when we actually pray as a staff as victory every week and we separately pray as a staff of fusion every week. And last month in December, as we were praying, as I was praying for fusion with the team, God actually gave me a vision, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, and it's never happened in this way. And it wasn't something that I was expecting. It wasn't even what I was praying about. I was, but I was praying for fusion. And all of a sudden, the only way that I can describe it as a vision, because it was a lot more than that, um, it was like it hit all of my senses. I just started seeing soil, like fresh soil. Like I could feel it. I could smell it. I could see it. It was just like mounds of soil in the middle of me praying. And I didn't know what it meant. I wasn't sure what God was trying to communicate. So we were talking about it as a staff. We had a good meeting. Um, I felt like God was saying that he was preparing the ground and that fusion that he had been preparing the ground for what he wants to do. And I felt like that was an element of it as soon as he kind of revealed that to me. But I was meditating on it, praying about it over the next few weeks, trying to figure out, all right, God, that was very clear and vivid. And I know this was you. Has anybody ever had an experience where it's just like, I just know that wasn't me? I just know that I wouldn't just be thinking about mounds of fresh dirt. That's just not what's normally on my mind, especially while I'm praying. So for me, I'm like, all right, I know this is not me. So God, I believe this is you, especially as this happened, as I was praying to you and about this ministry, what are you wanting to communicate? And so I felt it was only right to find where he talks about soil in his word. Tip. If God speaks something to you, the first place that you should look to get clarity on what he's speaking is where he's already spoken. The Bible is the full counsel of God. There's no element missing. It actually has everything that you need. And God, he's done this a few times. He's been around for a while. He knows what we need. He knows how to speak to us, and he knows how to lead us on a journey. So that was kind of the first step of the journey. The next step was to figure out, all right, what is he wanting to speak to me in his word about this? Are you guys ready to hear that? Okay, so I want to pray, and then we're going to dive into it. God, I thank you so much for taking the time to pay attention to us Lord, for having a heart for your people, that you would even want to speak a word specifically to us. Lord, that you care about what's going on in our lives so much that you want to speak into it, that you want to lead us into truth, that you want to guide us, that you want to take us on a journey in 2020. Lord, we thank you that you love us, Lord, and we say that we love you back. We want to hear from you. We want to get to know you more, and we want everything that you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So today, if you're taking notes, we're starting a new series, and the series is called simply The Parable, because this is one of the most power powerful parables that Jesus spoke, and he said that himself. Also, tonight's message is the first part of this series. It's called The Path. So for those of you who are like, I needed a title before I started writing notes. There you go. 
That's the title of tonight's message is The Path. We're starting a new series called The Parable. If you have your Bible or your electronic device that has access to a Bible, turn to Luke 8. And I'm going to read what's called The Parable of the Sower. I'm not going to read the whole thing tonight. We're starting with just the first piece of it. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he just starts speaking to them in a parable. He says, a farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. That's how he started it out. He goes on to talk about other places that seed fell, and the disciples had no idea what he was talking about. They're like, why are you talking about a farmer and seed? What was, what was the meaning of that? What are you trying to communicate to us? And so later on, a few verses down, he says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. So what's happening here is a farmer has some seeds. If you're a farmer, your main goal is to plant seeds and cultivate seeds. Are you guys familiar with that? That most fruit and vegetables and grains and things that grow start as a seed. Amen? Okay, you guys are tracking with me. Okay, so a farmer goes out to scatter his seed. I have some, some soil right here. This is normally where a farmer goes to scatter seed, and he scatters it. And some fell along the footpath, and birds came and ate it up. So just snatched it up. The birds are like, oh, there's some good food. Eat some seeds. And that seed never did what it was intended to do. That seed was not bird food. That seed was supposed to grow into something, not be digested by something. Amen? You guys following? This seed had potential. This seed was supposed to do something. Trees begin as seeds, right? So a seed can grow into a tree, a tree can grow and bear fruit that has seeds in it that fall to the ground, and those seeds get planted and multiply trees, and that's how forests come about. It starts with this right here. The potential that is inside of a seed is unmeasurable, innumerable. You can't count it. You don't even know what's in here. But the farmer who's planting it knows what he's doing with this seed. And so when farmers go out to scatter seed, they do it not to scatter seed. They do it to plant what they're wanting to plant. And it's not about, tree. It's not about seeds. If they have apple seeds, they want apples. You guys following? And so if a farmer is scattering seed, he's wanting to get fruit from it. But where it lands determines where it ends up and what it does. 
And so he's starting out by saying, a farmer's going and scattering seed. Some fell along the footpath. The birds came and ate it up. And he said, this is, the seed is God's word. And the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. So we're starting with the first piece of that, that the seed is God's word. In John 17, 17, Jesus says to the Father as he's praying, your word is truth. And we live in a day and age where truth is so hard to find. There's information everywhere. Truth is not always easy to encounter and it's not easy to discern. It's not easy to decipher. But point number one here is what we need most is the truth. I can give you tons of information, but that information can be destructive to you. You can ask me, hey, how do I get to Walmart? And I can give you directions to somewhere else. And was that helpful to you? Was it? Unless you have a thing against Walmart. For those of you who do, I could say, you could say, how do I get to Target? And I send you to Walmart. <laughs> and then was that helpful to you? Because you were trying to get somewhere else. So the truth is important. And the first truth that we need is the truth about our existence. That is the most important truth. Do you guys think there's a truth more important than that? Why we exist, what we're here to do. Do you guys agree that everybody wants to know the truth about that? The truth is very, very important. There's information everywhere, but we need a revelation. That's not just a fancy church word. That means things have to be revealed to us. That means some things are not easy to find. And we need blinders taken off of our eyes. We need the curtain pulled back. We need the truth revealed. Because if I'm just looking for truth in everybody else who's trying to find truth, who didn't create it, I'm looking in the wrong place. And it's rolling the dice. What we need most is the truth. If you want to be healthy, you need the truth about how to be healthy, correct? We're facing an epidemic in our country with our health. We are one of the least healthy countries on the planet. Why? Because there's been marketing taking place over the last few decades that has been driven by profit instead of our health. So they market foods to us, medicines to us, all these things without the primary priority being health but profit, and it's resulted in us starting to lead very unhealthy lifestyles. Back in the day, people were a little bit more active, but as technology increases, we have cars, we have desks. The farmer going out to scatter his seed wasn't working a desk job, and that was pretty normal back in the day. They had to walk places. We don't have that now, and so how many of you guys know we need truth? 
about how to take care of ourselves, how to be healthy? Have you guys seen that the previous generation is struggling with their health? I don't know if you guys have thought about it much, but as the previous generation is getting older and older, very few people are not having serious health problems due to the way that they've been trained to eat. And we'll have the same issue if we don't find some truth. That's why there's documentaries, all this stuff about food. Has anybody heard of this stuff? You guys tracking with me? You're really quiet. But we need truth if we want to get to where we want to go. And if we just hear information and follow it like, oh, McDonald's has a dollar menu. And we want to honor you and your family by making things cheap. So come to McDonald's and feed your whole family McDonald's. And then your whole family has health problems. This is the reality that we're living in. It's not because we have bad intentions. It's because we have bad information. And we need truth. What we need most is the truth. The truth is the seed that God wants to plant in our hearts. The ground that he's talking about, he says, hearts. Seed is trying to get planted in hearts. And the truth is the seed that God wants to plant. He says that the seed is God's word. And then he says that God's word is truth. So God wants to plant a seed of truth in your heart and wants to continue planting seeds of truth in your heart. But how you receive it and respond to it determines whether it does anything for you. The first truth that we need to understand is the truth about our existence because it's the foundation that all other truth is built on. And so as we're here talking about Jesus, as we're here talking about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, this is not about religion. This is about the truth. The gospel is the revelation about the truth of our existence that many of us did not know until we heard it. Because as I've said plenty of times, it's mind-boggling. We just show up here with no prior information, with no training on how to be a human. And so just the other humans who teach us about what it means to be human are normally who we go to for guidance about how to be human. But even though your parents conceived you, they did not create you. They were created. And they need revelation just like you do. But how many of you guys know that even with the best intentions, people can give us bad information? Have you guys learned that? That you can do the same with great intentions. You can give people bad information because you just didn't know. So the truth is what we need most, and the foundation that we need to build on is the truth about our existence. So I don't know what you were taught as a child. Maybe you were taught in church that Jesus died for your sins, but it didn't land on any good soil. Maybe you weren't taught that. Maybe you had no experience with Jesus. Maybe the whole concept sounds foreign to you. Maybe the Bible doesn't seem legitimate to you. But I'm telling you, right now, that even the most intellectual of people have not found a better truth and a more proven truth than the truth that Jesus Christ has come and revealed. 
that 2,000 years ago, the Son of God came to earth, and you still know his name, and you still know what he did. And he was one of the most famous names, if not the most famous name on the planet. The Bible is still the most famous book on the planet. There are a lot of people who have tried to write books. Why haven't they been this successful? You think it was because of man? You don't think that over these thousands of years, men have tried to push books? Why has this gotten to here? Because it's the truth. And he came, he proved himself. The truth is that there is a God, this simple foundational truth that needs to get planted in our heart as the foundation is the truth that there is a God. There is a God who created us, you and me, a God who loves you and me. And this is a God who does have a standard, who does believe in right and wrong, and is actually unwavering about right and wrong. And that's, where, that's what loses some of us. Because that right there causes us to reject that seed. Our God is insistent, unwavering about right and wrong. But his insistence doesn't stop there. He's also insistent on love. And he was unwavering about right and wrong, but also unwavering about his love for us. So unwavering about right and wrong that even when the creatures that he created in his own image and love broke the rules, he would not waver from the fact that that deserves punishment. But his love is so unfathomable, so great, that he came, took on human flesh, and took our punishment on himself so that we could have relationship with him. That is the gospel. That is the foundation. If you do not understand that, if, you, if that has not landed in your heart, your life is being built on the wrong foundation. You may find success for the next 70 years, God willing, but what about after that? We need truth, and a lot of us feel like we don't. A lot of us feel like we can determine what truth is. But I had an experience a few months ago that arrested me. My aunt, my mother's sister, passed a few months ago. And while she was on her deathbed, my mother was having a conversation with her. And it was a conversation that most of us don't need to have unless we're talking to somebody who's facing their mortality. And most of us don't really consider the truth with the seriousness that we should until we're facing our own mortality. But she was scared. She didn't know what was going to happen. Can you imagine every single one of us? We don't know anything but this right here. And so having that discussion with somebody who knows Jesus but is still, man, this is unfamiliar territory. The fact that my mother could encourage her that you're going to see Jesus. The pain is going to be gone. There's hope. Outside of that, our mortality is tragic. It's the truth. It's tragic. And that's why Jesus 
came and took things so seriously. It made me realize why Jesus, at the tomb of his friend Lazarus, why Jesus wept. Because it's tragic. Even though he was about to resurrect him, Jesus understood the tragedy of death without him. But God understood that and paid the price so that we could have hope. And maybe that hope doesn't resonate with you right now as a young, vibrant, young adult. But I'm telling you, we all have to face our mortality. And the fact that this life, what is guaranteed to you that nobody will disagree with, is that you are born and you will die. But nobody knows what to do with that outside of the person who created life. And so the truth that we need to build our life on is the fact that the God who created us has a plan. And that plan involves us. And we need to know our part in it. But point two is that Truth must be received in the heart. This isn't a mental thing. Even when I was describing to you what happened with myself, I was explaining it to you with the soil thing in the best words that I can, but you guys don't really know what the experience was like because it wasn't an intellectual thing. It wasn't a mental thing. It happened somewhere deeper that God was speaking to. In Matthew 13, which is the other place that this this parable is told, Jesus says the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. That word heart is the Greek word cardia. And it's not talking about the physical organ that pumps blood through your body. It's talking about the effective center of our being and the capacity of moral preference. God wants to plant a seed in your morality. Now, most of you know what that is, the center of your being. You can't explain it, but you're fully aware of it. You know you have a spirit. There's more to you. Where does intuition come from? Where does your gut come from? These things that we call out so normally, and if I said, I just have a gut feeling about it, most people wouldn't argue with that. But if I say, oh, God spoke to me, people are like, oh. (laughs) So you believe that I will just have a random premonition in this body that I didn't create, that I didn't get to design, that I didn't get to choose, with these thoughts that I can't fully control, a mind that I don't fully understand, it's more realistic to some people that I'll just have a random premonition. And they'll agree with that. I believe you have intuition. I don't know where it comes from. (laughs) You'll believe that more than there's a God who designed us intricately. And will speak to us. God sent Jesus to reveal himself to the world. Who in here is a follower of Christ? Have you had an an experience with Christ? Yes? 
That's what differentiates followers of Christ from everything else. Is a seed gets planted in a place that you can't touch, that you can't control, that you can't even fully explain, but that you're fully aware of, and it does something to you that you, can, you can't fully explain in words, but you know it happened. God reveals himself. He's not just distant, hiding somewhere, but there's a seed. It starts as a seed, and it has to get planted in the right place in your heart. God's truth has to be planted in the center of your being, not just in your mind. And one of the things that I want to touch on as well is the reality that there is a time limit on this. Now, this is the stuff that not a lot of people like to talk about, but it's the reality that we're faced with more often than we admit to other people is there is a time limit on when we can find truth. Isaiah 55 Verse 6 says, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. And so the, the thing that I wrestle with most, and it's why I don't play around when I come up here. It's why I don't just try to come up here and give you guys some good advice um, or do a motivational speech. It's because I understand that this truth, our lives are hanging on this. And we all, every single person in existence has to come to a realization of the truth, and we will. The scary thing is, it's either beautiful or tragic, depending on the timing of when you come to a realization of the truth about your existence and the truth about who God is. That's why it's important that we seek the Lord while he can be found. He didn't say that just to say it. But each of us has an opportunity. The Bible also says that all men are without excuse. What's to be known about God is plain to them through what has been made. It's what the Bible says. It's what God says. And the reality is most of us know more about God than we admit because it's actually plain to us. And so I encourage you. And if you have found the truth, I encourage you to live with that urgency that this is what everybody needs. I think this is one of the, the biggest issues that we face as Christians that grieves me is so many of us Christians are viewing people who are not believers as our enemies. Like we're debating with people, trying to prove people wrong, getting in arguments, looking down on people. These are people who need to know the truth. And if you know the truth, that God loves you and loves people, there should be a burning desire in you for everybody to experience that. Why would I want to argue with you? I'm not here to argue with you. It's not about me being right. It's about God being right. And God can prove himself to you. That's why it's so important that we pray for people. Man, there's, there are people that you know that are hard-hearted about God. And some of us just try to find ways to disprove them. It's not about here. Truth can't be planted here. It can't. I can reason with you. I can, we can go through creationism, 
naturalistic worldviews, all this stuff. And if it's not planted in your heart, it's landing right here. Right here. There's soil here. That's you if you're a believer. Same seed. It can either get planted there or here. The message doesn't change. God loves you. God sent his son to die for you. Proved himself by doing miracles, raising people from the dead, healing the sick. So many people saw it that we have books written about it today. He proved himself. He died and then got up from the grave, resurrected, and people witnessed it. And it started this movement called Christianity that we are a part of today. This is not about a religion. This is about the reality that God has revealed himself. And it's not really something you can argue with. You weren't there. I wasn't there. But there's a seed that's been planted in a place I can't explain. God speaks to me in a place I can't explain to you. And if you will open yourself to it, he'll speak to you as well. He's no respecter of persons. He loves you just as much as he loves me. He loves every murderer, every rapist, every person who's done the worst thing that you could imagine. He loves them just as much as he loves you. People who disagree with your worldview, people who disagree with your ideas on politics, he loves them just as much as he loves you. And we are all in need of truth. And God's word is truth, not your opinion, not your idea of what's good. God's word is truth. And God loved the world. God so loved the, the world, not just you, not just me, not just the church. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever, say whoever, whoever, whoever believes in him would be saved. Whoever is anybody. Grace is available to everybody. We as the church need to be praying more, debating less, arguing less, judging less, praying more. Because anybody who has not received the love of Christ is not fertile ground. The seed doesn't change. You don't really need a new way to present it to people. The same message has been here for thousands of years. It worked on you, even in your mess, even in your craziness. It worked on me, as adamant as I was about taking my own path. He got through to me with this same message, same God. Nobody's out of his reach. You weren't. That should drive a compassion in us for other people. When you're going to random places, the grocery store, restaurants, in traffic. These are all people who need the truth, who need the love of God. And they are not our enemies. There are so many Christians that I see on Facebook, like going at the world as if people are our enemies. Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples, not go to war with people. He said, we wrestle not with flesh and blood but with spiritual forces. 
And you can't physically fight a spiritual force. We need to be in prayer for people, in prayer for our families who don't know Christ, in prayer for our friends, our coworkers, ourselves, so that we can continue on this walk. We need truth daily. We need truth planted in our hearts daily. The seed of salvation is a seed that should grow in our lives, that needs to be cultivated. We can't stop at salvation. Our relationship with God should be a growing, blossoming, blooming thing. God spoke to me so that I could speak this message to you. I didn't stop hearing from him that one experience I had with him when I got saved. And he doesn't just speak to me because I'm a pastor. You know when he spoke to me? When I was praying. It's not that hard. God will speak to you if we open space for him. If we open our hearts, truth has to be planted in the heart. But point three is a hardened heart cannot receive truth. And that's what, this, that's what this first piece of the parable is about. He says that the seed is God's word, but that this first soil, this soil is about heart conditions. He said planted in their hearts. That was the goal. The soil is our heart. And there are different conditions that a heart can be in. And this first one, he says that it fell along the footpath. Now, I didn't know what that meant. Scattering seed, it falls on a path. I don't fully get it. What I learned about the path is that the path is actually made of this same thing. Your heart is no different from mine. My heart is no different from yours. The condition can vary. Now, what's happened to the path is it's the same soil that has been beaten into a hardened condition by being traveled on, trampled on, walked on. As ground is walked on and traveled on, it hardens and hardens and hardens. Has anybody ever seen a dirt road? What's different about that dirt than the dirt next to it that grass is growing in? It's been paved, it's been trampled, and it's been hardened so that it's as hard as this stage and if you throw a seed on it, it'll bounce like that. So how is that a heart condition? The reality is that while God is trying to plant a seed of truth in our hearts, some of us have allowed so much to travel into our hearts that we have become so hardened to the message that it can't penetrate. Some of us have allowed lies, bad information, to travel so long in our hearts. Lies about our identity, lies about our sexuality, that things like that are standing in between whether we will receive salvation or not. The reality is some of you are like, yo, if I have to stop having sex, I'm not receiving this. That's the truth. How many of us have been there? I will just say in the past. How many of us have been there in the past? I have. There was a time in my life where I was there. Hardened 
by my own desires, by my own plan. The funny thing is, like, my parents listen to my messages, right? And my mom, she's like, you talk like you didn't know anything, like you hadn't seen, like, a good example, like we didn't teach you the truth. And the reality is, my parents planted great seeds, but after a while, that's what was, that was my heart. I saw good examples. I also saw other options that I allowed to travel into my heart, into my soul long enough that it replaced my desire for God. It hardened me to anything he wanted to say that might require a change of direction. Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I'll, I'll stop there if it means that I can't live out my plan, if it means that I can't do what I want. Has anybody been there before? If we allow our hearts to be conditioned by messages that are not from God, eventually it just gets beaten hard as concrete. You can scroll Instagram for 15 minutes and get hit with so many messages that your heart hardens like this. Paths are trampled one step at a time. Our hearts are hardened one message at a time, one lie at a time. Maybe that was from a parent who said so many discouraging things that God's truth about our identity, about his love for us, it just bounces off of us. We can't even receive it. Some of us have become so engulfed in our sexual desires that there's no space for God's word to get into our hearts if it requires a change. Some of us are so engulfed in our career paths that there's no space. It's like, God, if you might require me to change, I'm good. And I'm going to build my kingdom for the next few years and then be begging for your forgiveness in eternity. But the God who has the whole eternal perspective stepped into our situation so that we could have the opportunity to receive truth. And so much of it comes down to a daily choice that we make. Even tonight, many of us have an opportunity going into 2020. Is your heart going to be in the same condition that it was last year? Whether that was not walking with Jesus or some of us, even as Christians, we're open to some of the gospel. We're open to the salvation piece, but sanctification, that process where you cleanse me, ooh. You say that you want to cultivate perseverance in me through trials? Ooh. I want the blessing. Hey, God, I have this plan right here that I want you to bless. So I'm going to come to you all the time, and I'm going to say that I'm praying, and I'm going to feel really spiritual, and I'm going to put scriptures on my IG, 
So I'm standing for you. And I have this plan, this plan that's really, really great. And I even have this plan like that can include you, right? And so I'm about to build this whole thing right here, right? And then people are going to be like, yo, he or she is so successful. And they're going to be like, How you, how'd you do it? And I'm going to be like, God. <laughs> I'll be like, it was just, it was God's blessings. That's how I got here. So if you want God, you can have God too. <laughs> That's my plan, God. The reality is more of us are doing that than we want to admit. But the truth is that God has a perspective much bigger than yours, much bigger than mine. I would not be here if the condition of my heart never changed. The seed never changed. God's plan for me never changed. God had the same plan for me from the beginning. But I took a long detour the reality and I allowed my heart to just get trampled on by trying to impress people trying to be cool trying to be successful more of us are doing that than we want to admit so many the people we date we don't allow God into that God I have this person right here right imagine what we could do for you all that has to happen is they got to get saved. <laughs> now, right now, their heart is as hard as this path right here. And I'm walking down it by leading them on. But I'm going to need you at some point to intervene. I've been thinking about inviting them to church in like six months on Easter. <laughs> and... You can kind of slide in right there and save them, and then we'll be good. And then after that, I have this whole plan that you can get in on as well. <laughs> God is not interested in your plan because his is better. He's not in competition with you because he created you. And he has it figured out. He has it worked out. The truth is God loves you more than you can even imagine. Seriously. Like you're imagining a certain level of God's love for you, and his love for you is way deeper than that. Way further than that. Way wider than that. He can save people that are way further than you think. It's a heart condition. We have to be ready in 2020 to open our hearts to the truth. We have to be good ground. I believe many of us are. I believe many of us want to be. You know how that happens? Saying, God, I am willing to receive what you have to say, even if it's the answer I don't want to hear. Now some, now, some of you is like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. No, seriously, daily. There are some desires that we have that we don't want to hear no to. There are some things that have crossed our mind that we're like, God might want me to do that, that we don't want to hear yes to when we ask him. 
But the truth, the unwavering truth since the beginning of time is that God loves each and every single one of us. And his plan is for good. Our plans are not. And so as we're wrapping up, I want to ask the question, what have you allowed to travel on the ground of your heart? Because that determines the condition of it. It's not irreparable. It's not unchangeable unless we leave it that way. But we have to say, God, I've allowed pornography and lies about my sexuality and lies about what I should be doing. I've allowed lies about my career path, lies about my intellect, lies about where I should be going, lies about how beautiful I am to lead me in all these different directions. But I'm willing today to hear your truth. And hearing his truth is very simple. I say this every message because it actually is simple. I told you before that God spoke to me as I was praying and then he finished what he was saying when I started reading the Bible. That is actually how simple it is. That the Bible is open to you all. We all have access to it. If you don't have access to a Bible, let me know. And I would love to get you a Bible. Now don't just come up to me if you want a new fancy Bible, all right? <laughs> But if you're like, I don't, have, I don't have a smartphone, I can't download the Bible app, I don't have a Bible, I have no access to God's word in America. <laughs> but seriously, if you do have a legitimate reason, I'm not here to make fun of you, I'm serious. If you have a legitimate reason that you don't have access to a Bible, I would love nothing more than to put a Bible in your hand. But most of us have access to it. Most of us just don't open it, is the reality. And it's what is going to change your life. It is a seed that God wants to grow. And we're going to be talking about this seed over the next few weeks. So we're asking ourselves the question, what have we allowed to travel in our hearts? And then what are we going to do about it? Are we going to allow our hearts to stay hardened here? Or are we going to wake up tomorrow? Are we going to leave tonight? Are we going to leave tonight and not listen to crazy music on the way home? Even if your friends are in the car who say, yo, put this on. Because you can leave here and allow those messages to start traveling on your heart and that enemy comes like, swoop, got that seed. I'm planting sexual sin in you again. It's really that simple. That's what's happening. So you know what I've learned that I need to do? Not allow much in my heart. So I can't watch what a lot of y'all are watching, and neither can you, but you do it anyway. I can't listen to what most people are listening to. You know, that starts a real awkward conversation when people are like, yo, what type of music do you like? And I'm like, bro, at this point, I got about, I just got a few decades here. And what, what most of what's out here is not going to get me where I'm trying to go. It's going to take me to Walmart, not Target. So I can't do it. Seriously. So no, I did not hear what just dropped. I didn't. 
promise you. But it's what has put me in a position to hear what God is saying. Not your favorite artist with their limited perspective. I've listened to enough of it. I've spent enough of my life letting things trample on my heart and harden it to the truth of God. Because if I hear enough, go turn up. You think I'm trying to hear God say don't? Seriously, just think about it. If all you listen to is go turn up, go turn up, go turn up, go turn up. And then you open the Bible and he's like, be alert and of sober mind. Close that. Me and all my friends like to turn up. It's that simple. So if you are struggling with certain things, man, watch what's coming into your heart. Watch what's walking on that ground. Music that you're listening to, books that you're reading, shows that you're watching. I can't watch most of what's popular. Neither can you, but you do it anyway. I'm so serious. This is not a condemnation or a judgment. I've done it enough. You want to know how I know I can't watch that stuff? Because I have. And you think it puts me in a position to hear from God, to tell y'all what God wants to say today? No. Most of us haven't heard from God directly in a long time. Most of us. And it's not because God doesn't want to speak. It's because God is trying to scatter seeds and only a few of them are falling on soil and the rest of it is over here with all of us who want to let our hearts be hardened. For what? So that our friends don't feel a way? So that we're not embarrassed to say, yeah, I actually don't listen to that. Yeah, I actually don't watch that. No, I didn't see that. I didn't see the finale because I didn't see the beginning. (laughs) But I can tell you the finale right here in Revelation, though. And I'm going to be ready. Because he's coming back. This God who started this is faithful to see it through to completion. I know that because I've been reading the word, not listening to craziness. Because when I was, I did not know the word and I did not know the truth. And I had a hardened heart and no real purpose, only the purpose I have for myself. I need to close. But I want to close with this statement right here. If you get nothing else from tonight, Here's what the message was communicating. We will never receive God's truth if we stay on the path that society has beaten. Have you ever heard the term off the beaten path? That's what it means because paths are beaten. They're created by men. So if we allow society, if we allow outside influences who don't know any better than we do to create a path for us, we will never be able to receive God's truth and that seed does nothing in our lives. I want to extend an invitation to everybody tonight. First, starting with maybe you have never had the seed, the foundational seed planted in your heart. Maybe you have never received the salvation that comes from Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't know God on a personal level. 
But tonight, you're saying, I want to start that journey. I want to know God. I want God to speak to me. I want to open my heart and allow him to plant truth in there that's going to take me to the place I want to go. If that's you, I want to encourage you to take that step, to not be ashamed about it, to be bold about it. We need to be bold about this for the rest of our lives. And I want to encourage you to start strong. And so if you're saying today, I want to make a decision for Jesus Christ. I want to first start with a prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody's going to pray with us. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. That you came to earth. That you took on human flesh. And you died on a Roman cross for my sin. That you took my punishment on you so that I could be forgiven and so that I could have relationship with the Father. I receive your salvation and I establish you as the leader of my life. So you are my Lord, you are my Savior, and you are my Father. I turn away from my old life, my old way of thinking, all the messages that have gone contrary to your truth. I turn away from it all. I open my heart to your truth to your word, to your love, to your grace, to your purpose, to your forgiveness. And I say, I'm going to walk with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate everybody who made that decision? Now, if you made that decision, we have another step for you. There's something that we like to do here, and it's not just because we like to do it, but it's because Jesus Christ said, if you acknowledge me in front of man, I will acknowledge you in front of my Father in heaven. But if you deny me in front of man, I will deny you in front of my Father in heaven. And we want to extend the opportunity to you in a crowd of people who believe the same thing that you do, who love you, who want to come alongside you, who want to encourage you and celebrate this moment with you. I encourage you to stand just to acknowledge that you just made that decision. I'm going to count to three and on three everybody's gonna go crazy and you're gonna stand and that's gonna happen in one two three I see you I see you we are proud of you we are proud of you we are proud of you we see you we are proud of you this is a big deal don't miss this moment we see you standing in the back we see you we celebrate you you can be seated. We're so proud of you guys. You just made.
You just made the best decision you can make in your entire life. This is the step one in your journey. We just handed you a book that's going to give you some more information about the next steps. But there's also a prayer that I want to pray for the rest of us who maybe, maybe we've been following Jesus for a while. But the reality is that God is trying to plant seeds of truth every single day. And maybe we've been hardened for a while. Maybe there are some seeds that God's been trying to plant for a while that we haven't received. Maybe you just are saying in 2020, I am going to spend this year as an open vessel, as fertile soil for God to plant his seed of truth in that can grow into a forest in my life. If that's you, I want to pray with you. So if you'll bow your heads. God, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to, to do this, to be alive, to be here, to hear from you, Lord, for your eternal word. Lord, I thank you that your word will never pass away. Lord, I thank you for the seeds that you're planting tonight and that they will bear fruit in so many of our lives. Lord, I thank you for the destiny, for the purpose that you have for every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you that nobody is here by coincidence. Lord, but that you drew each and every person here tonight, that you helped them make it through obstacles, through circumstances, through feeling like they might not come, rearranging schedules so that we could be here tonight to hear a word from you, to encounter you, and to hear you speak to us in the center of our being in a place that we can't explain but we are aware of. Lord, I just ask that you would give us wisdom moving forward to cultivate what you are planting in our lives, to open our hearts to you daily by praying and reading your word on a daily basis so that we can hear from you and so that your seed can grow in our lives. Lord, I thank you that that, is, that needs to happen because you love us. And you have the best for us. So, Lord, I just ask that you empower each and every one of us to actually do that, to not just hear this message and it bounce off, Lord, but for you to be transforming our lives. And in 2020, you would actually give us clearer vision through your word. That you would change the trajectory of some of our lives. Lord, that you would bring restoration to relationships in our lives because of the truth that's being planted in our hearts. Lord, that you would bring reconciliation, that you would bring healing, healing of anxiety, healing of depression, healing of sicknesses and diseases. Lord, because your truth is taking root in our lives and it's something that cannot be stopped by the plans of the enemy. Lord, I ask that you would do all this in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you. We celebrate you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Hey, thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you as a part of our community. If you want to get connected any further, please visit fusionatl.org. You can get plugged into a small group there, and you can also send in a prayer request so that we can pray for you. Once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of Fusion ATL.